Welcome to First Reading, the Old Testament lectionary podcast for people who love the Bible. I'm Rachel Wren. And I'm Tim McNinch. This week, we're bringing you Bible insights on Isaiah 40, verses 21 to 31, which is the first reading for February 7th, 2021, a week and a half before Lent begins. And Rachel's up this week for walking us through the text. What you got, Rachel? Well, I do have some insights into the text, but I also have a bit of a confession, two of them kind of. Um, The first confession is that they're not exactly my insights. Um, What I have to talk about today is the story about when this text was broken open for me by somebody else. Oh, well, that's not much of a confession. That happens all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, the second confession is is a little more uh, scandalous. Not really. Uh, when we were divvying up texts for um, recording first reading and I got assigned Isaiah, I had the feeling like, oh, man, not more Isaiah. <laughs> and it's, it's not that I don't love the book of Isaiah because I do. It's just we've really been dealing with Isaiah a lot in the lectionary lately, especially so soon after Advent. Yeah, that uh, I was I was happy to dodge the bullet on this one. <laughs> um, and, you know, for what it's worth, maybe some of you preachers out there feel the same way about Isaiah having had it come up in the lectionary quite a bit recently. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, that's both my like sympathy and also it's part of my argument for why you might want to preach this text. If you preached Isaiah a ton in Advent, you've already done the legwork in laying the historical background for your listeners. Now, I'm not saying they're going to remember everything that you told them in Advent, but it's going to be easier to jog their memories since it's just a couple of months ago that y'all were living in Isaiah together during Advent. Yeah. I mean, the upside of spending a lot of time in a particular book of the Bible is that you get to, you get to know it and you get to know the, the, the author as kind of a, a companion, a friend uh, guiding you into God's word. So, so I can, I can run with that. Where do you want to go with this, with this particular section from Isaiah? Well, it's interesting that you would use the word run, uh, because we're going to find out that running is a a major portion of this text, at least at the very end. Um, But that's getting ahead of myself a little bit. Um, I want to admit, first of all, that when I first started reading this text, I was kind of ho-hum about it, not just because it was Isaiah, but just because it kind of seemed like, okay, yeah, God, you're great. You're amazing. We get all that. You created everything, and there's nobody like you. But then... I got to verse 28 and I read that, have you not known, have you not heard? And I was like, oh, oh, I know this text. I don't know if this happens to any of you, but when you've heard a really great sermon on a text and then you hear the text again later, it like triggers for you that sermon. It brings you right back to that moment and that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what this person just told me. Mm-hmm. Almost exactly one year ago, I heard a sermon on this text that broke open the text for me in a way that almost brought me to tears. And it wasn't from a preacher. It wasn't from a Bible scholar. It was from one of my students. Ah, really? Really? One of your students at Trinity? Yeah. Yeah. His name was Mike Porter. Still is Mike Porter. That's his name. <laughs> uh, he, he was in my Theology of the Prophets class. And the main goal of that class is to help students preach from the prophets in the way that we try to do on this podcast. So Mike had chosen this text for his final project. And when he preached it, it just 
blew my mind. So let me walk you through what he showed me. So first of all, the last few verses of this text are really well known. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I mean, it's the kind of Bible verse that gets put on like plaques and posters and inspirational material, right? Yeah, I think, I think I've seen a needle point of that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Needle point. I was going to say dish towels, but that seemed weird to have Bible <laughs> verse inscribed on dish towels. But who knows, maybe. So because these verses are really well known and because they're excerpted from their context to become really well known in that way, they kind of take on a life of their own in a way that can be really hard to preach. You either have to lean into the well-knownness of them, or you have to lean out of it. And what Mike did that was so masterful was he went back into the historical context to ground these verses in a way that made them even more powerful than they are excerpted from their context. So as you know, dear listeners, if you did Isaiah and Advent, this is a text from 2nd Isaiah, Uh, This is actually the very first chapter of 2nd Isaiah. And by 2nd Isaiah, we mean that time in the life of the people when they're still in exile, but they're getting ready to go home. They are gearing back up and they are super stoked about it. Only one problem. They are in exile in Babylon. And Babylon, whatever way you slice it, is over a thousand miles away from Jerusalem. And most of the folks returning are going to be walking. There was no Uber. There was no Lyft. There was no family minivan that you crammed everybody into and went until somebody either died from having to pee or you ran out of gas. We're talking like a good two-month walking trip every single day. Sounds exhausting. Right. And that's where you get this line. Even youths will be faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. The people who were faced with this trip, with this salvation, knew that deliverance came with a cost. This was a dangerous trip. It was one that could kill even the youngest and the strongest among them because of the amount of walking you had to do. And it was this that my student, Mike Porter, pointed out. The triplet of the final verse seems to move from the most miraculous to the most mundane, but it's actually the other way around. The miracle of this text is not that the people shall mount up with wings like eagles. It's not that they shall run endlessly without tiring. It's that they shall walk day by day, one foot in front of the other, and the journey will not kill them. Now, I don't know what the world is going to be like when you're preaching this on February 7th, 2021, dear preachers. We are recording this on December 31st, 2020, the final day of quite a year, to put it in understated Midwestern terms. (laughs) Now, I know a lot of people who are hoping that 2021 will be better than 2020. And when I hear those hopes expressed, they're often followed by the phrase, it has to be. (laughs) There's a desperation to our hope these days because of the very real possibility that walking day by day, one foot in front of the other, 
is a journey that can and will be deadly right now. The hope that the text shouts for is that those who hope in the Lord, not in 2021, not in a political candidate, not even in a vaccine, but those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount up with wings, shall run, shall walk, and shall survive the journey. This is the radical hope of Isaiah 40. And I'll always be grateful to Mike Porter for teaching that to me. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's a fascinating insight into this text. Maybe this is sort of the, the poster child of, of how a historical context can bring familiar passages to life again in our yeah. understanding of them. I, yeah. I've, I've never really thought about it in those terms. Well, thanks for sharing Mike's insights with us, Rachel. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you, Mike, for sharing your insights with Rachel. <laughs> well, um, that'll bring us to the end of our episode this time around. You can always find what we're doing over on the website, firstreadingpodcast.com, or over at uh, the good old Facebook on our Facebook page. You can look us up there, and we'd love to chat with you in the comments and all of that good stuff. Until next time, I'm Tim McNinch. And I'm Rachel Wren. Thanks for listening and happy preaching. <laughs>